This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. I'm in a series and, uh, on love and uh, on the power fruit. And uh, this is important because if you're a Christian, uh, we should be known by our love. Amen. You, know, that, you know, there's a song that says... They will know you are Christians by your love, by your love. You know, <laughs> yes, they'll know you are Christians by your love. I think it goes, they, they, they'll know that we are Christians by our love. And, um, and so um, people should know us by our, uh, that we're Christians by our love. Amen. And so, and love is the key. And um, so we got to get a revelation of, of, you know, number one way to walk in God's love is, to get a revelation of God's love for us and what he has done for us and, um, and what he has delivered us from. So when we get that revelation, it's going to be easier uh, for us to walk in love towards others. So uh, John 15, 16, I, 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 you know, I'm reading Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It's the fruit, it's the fruit of the Spirit uh, uh, passage. But I like, I'm adding this John 15, 16 because Jesus called us uh, to bear fruit. Amen. Amen. And, he's, and so he, 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 he called us to bear fruit. And in John 15, 16, he says, You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask in the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So, so, so the Lord wants us bearing fruit. And what I brought out last week and a couple more passages in John 15, it says that when we're bearing fruit for God, we are actually bringing glory to God. So so that is amazing that we can actually bring glory to God by bearing fruit. So what happens when we don't bear fruit? Well, I won't go into that today, but we want to be bearing fruit. Look at your neighbor and say, bear good fruit. fruit. Amen. And so in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, uh, uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul, is contrasting the works of the flesh with the fruit of the Spirit. And so I'm not focusing on the works of the flesh. I'm focusing on the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Because if I tell you what not to do, you might be doing it. Okay, so we're going to, I don't want you to start telling you what not to do. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. And hopefully you won't think about what not to do. Amen. And is that good? Amen. Amen. And, um. Uh, so in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. So, so love is really uh, the root of all the fruit. So you could say love is the tree and, and from love springs the fruit of joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then Paul says, against such there is no law. So... What that tells me is that if we're operating in the fruit of the Spirit, then there's no legal law that the devil can come against us to, to accuse us of. Because we know that God is a just God. And so God is just and God is love and God is good. And if God's good, he has to be just. And so that means he has to judge. And, but then the Bible says that if we judge ourselves, we won't be judged. Right? And so if we're constantly checking up on ourselves, making sure we're walking in love, make sure we're not going against the love walk, amen, then we're going to walk, we're not going to be under the, the law of sin and death. We'll, we'll be under the law of life in Christ Jesus. Because we can walk under either law. I believe that. You can walk under the law of life in Christ Jesus or the law of sin and death because the Bible says we choose this day who we serve. So every day we have a choice to, to, to choose to serve either God and obey him or, 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 or go the other way. And I know none of us are going the other way. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. And so we see this. So let's talk about the power of kindness. And so we're going to explore this fruit. And really, the, the, the kindness, the fruit of kindness is a little different than the, the fruits that I've been talking to you about, love joy, peace, and patience, because a lot of that fruit is inward fruit. In other words, it affects our walk inwardly. 
but kindness, it, 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 it's more of an outward fruit. And that, the reason why is because now you're stepping out of yourself and you're, and you're getting involved in other people's lives. So when we're walking in kindness, now it's more than just us walking in peace just for ourselves, right. right? Walking in joy so we can enjoy life, you know. Now kindness moves us into a place now where we're helping people, Amen. where we're blessing people. Yes. And so this is, this is really a, a key, and I really believe it's a key fruit to, to walking in the blessing of God. Have you ever heard of that? Man, they got the blessing on them. It just seems like God is always doing something for them. But if you look at people that, are, that have the blessing on their life, you'll find that they're doing things for others. You'll find that they are kind of, they are being a blessing. So, so you can't, you, you can't, you, if you are walking in the blessing of God, you have to be a blessing to others. Amen. Or in other words, to be a, when you're a blessing to others, the blessing of God comes upon your life. Amen. Amen. So what is kindness? And, you know, we have these cards at the front uh, of the uh, church and, let me see, I had Yen give me one. And this is like a little card. It has something extra to show you God loves you. And these little cards is not just to look pretty when you walk in. Oh, those are nice cards. It's for you to grab and so and make an effort that when you're out there uh, in the world that you will, you know, try to be a blessing to somebody. Amen. So like, for instance, like if you um, go out to eat, Maybe you might want to give an extra special tip and give the card and say, we just want to extra, you know, special bless you on, on the tip. And, and the card invites people to church and let them know that God loves them. Amen. Right. And so this is a good way. And see, when you walk in the fruit of kindness, it is a fruit that opens the hearts of other people. Have you has ever anybody ever done anything really kind for you? And have you just felt like, wow, that was, you know, something like out of the box kind. And you like, it makes you almost want to do something nice for them. Doesn't it? When somebody does something nice for you, just, just like you say, it makes you sometimes say, wow, that was really nice. And it opens our hearts. So, so I really believe the fruit of kindness is a evangelistic fruit that opens the hearts of people to want to hear about our Jesus. Because you can tell people about Jesus, but, but not, you know, not really do anything for them. And then they just say, well, that's just a lot of lip service. But when you actually do something like a physical blessing for somebody or pray for somebody, um, uh, then, then that really initiates the love of God. So, so, so kindness is, uh, let, let's define kindness. Kindness is an act of goodness of looking out for the needs of others at one's own expense, expecting nothing in return. Yes. Mm. Amen. That's the Christian way of kindness. Amen. The world's way of kindness is I will do something nice for that person because I'm going to position myself because now I have an ace with them. In other words, they're going to have to be nice to me and they're going to have to repay the favor. That's how the world thinks. But as Christians, we should not think like that. In other words, we should think when we do a blessing for somebody, they may not pay us back, but God will. Amen. Are you listening? In other words, God's watching and God will make sure a blessing comes back to us. See, see, I'd rather have, see, listen, I, I'm not really looking for honor from men. I want to look for honor from God. So if I'm trying to look for honor, see, I will do, if I'm trying to gain honor from men, I will do things to make me look good in front of men, right? To gain honor from them. But if I really, if I really want honor from God, I'll do things without expecting anything and without telling everybody how great I am when I do those things. Is this helping anybody today? Because some people do things like, well, let me tell you how great I am. You know, they don't say it like that. But when they're bragging and boasting about how much they help people, that's why the Bible says when you're giving, make sure that your right hand doesn't know what your left hand is doing. 
Why? Because if you're giving, then, and you're doing it with trying to gain approval from men, or trying to gain accolades from men, or trying to get, you know, your kudos from people, then, then you already have your reward. So, but I want to be rewarded by God. How many people want to be, because when God rewards you, woo, he rewards you. So, and it's amazing. So I, I really believe that. So John 3, 17, I, 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 I go to John 3, 16. How many people know what John 3, 16 says? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Memorize that. That is like the pinnacle scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But John 3, 17, do you have that one memorized? Yes, this woman does. Glory to God. And that's just as important as John 3, 16. Now, what does John 3, 17 say? For, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world uh, through him might be saved. So what is, this, what is the Bible and the scripture? What is God all about? He's not about condemning people. He's not about, you know, looking down on people. He's about helping people, right? Jesus came not to condemn people, but to, so we're here. We're not here to look down on people. We're here to uh, help people. So, so why should we walk in kindness towards others? Why we should is because God is kind to us. See, the problem with being a Christian let me, just, let me just get it down here. Let me just lay it down for you guys today. The problem, the longer we, be, we are a Christian, the longer we are in this walk, sometimes we forget what we're saved from. The longer we've been walking with God, we forget. I'm talking about some of us that has overcome some issues and problems in our lives. We were able to overcome some of those weaknesses that we started our walk out and now we're walking pretty good in God and we're... Pretty obedient most of the time. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And we're not really sinning as much. You know, we're not repenting as much. And so we're, we're pretty much, you know, we're going through days without really, really repenting that much. Because we're just walking with God. We're not missing it as much. And so we tend to get, we forget the grace of God. And it's only the grace of God that helps us not to miss it. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying? It's only God's grace. Don't start bragging. Well, I haven't missed it in a week. Well, you're going to miss it today. <laughs> I haven't cursed in a week. Well, you're going to be cursing today, buddy. Right? Because it's the grace, right? The grace helps us. That's why we pray, God, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil, right? So, so we, we pray. It's God's grace that keeps us. That's why if you pray, watch and pray so you won't enter into temptation. See, if you pray more, you'll sin less. Amen. <laughs> if you're in God's presence more, man, you won't, you won't, you won't be sinning uh, more. Amen. You'll be sinning a lot less. Okay. So we don't want to forget where we came from. Sometimes we as Christians, we, we, that's when we get judgmental is when we forget where we came from and we, and we think, okay, we're all that, you know. And, uh, and we are. We're very special in God's eyes. God has chosen us. Amen. So in Titus 3, 3 and 7, uh, Titus uh, right here, it's written here. Uh, For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceiving, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But when the kindness of the love of God, our Savior towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. So it's not based on the works of righteousness that we have done that we're saved. We're not saved because we were good enough for God to choose us, that we did enough good things, that we got all our ducks in the row. And then finally God said, I'm going to save that person. They're really doing a lot of good things. No, he saved us in our misery so that we could have a message. Right. He saved us in our mess. Right. He saved us out of our mess. And so it's not by works of righteousness, which we have done. But but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of of eternal life. 
So we see here that, that Paul is saying here that for we ourselves were, were, were foolish, disobedient, deceiving, serving various lusts and pleasures. And hopefully we're not like that today. <laughs> and hopefully we're growing out of those things. That's thus why I'm ministering on the fruit of the Spirit. Because we want to be coming out of some of those things. Now, there are, there's going to always be a residue of those things that sometimes will try to pop up in our lives. Right? It, they just, they just it, it, you, know, you don't have to force them. Sometimes it just happens. Amen. Glory to God. Because, because we live in the flesh, we're not redeemed yet. We don't have glorified bodies. There are devils out here. And I'm not talking about your spouse or your kinfolk. Amen? They are... There are devils out. Are you here? Or your ex-spouse. Yeah, I know there's devils out here, Pastor. You know, I'm not talking about that. There are demonic forces out here. Have you ever noticed sometimes, like, sometimes Christians, you even find that sometimes pastors will fall under sin. And you say, man, I can't believe that pastor did that. They committed adultery. Well, and then you find, sometimes you find the people of the world don't really get attacked that much in those areas. Reason why is the devil already has them. Right. Why should the devil tempt them? Right. right? But but the devil is focusing on us. Amen. So he's going to try to get us to do wrong, right? So so, he, so the, the devil's forces uh, are, are against us. I Last night, you know, the devil was messing with me. Does the devil ever mess with you at night? Amen. And, and, and the devil was messing with me. I woke up and the devil whispered my, in my ear, I'm sending a legion of demons against you. Ooh. And he said something like that. And I, and I said, I said, okay, uh, I, I think I'm going to send a legion of angels against you. <laughs> and, and that was it. And I said, because, you know, if Jesus was able in the day when he was in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, remember, he, the Bible says he could have he could have called. You know, a legion of angels, that one song. He could have called 10,000 angels, right? But really, a legion of angels. And you know what? We have the same power. I can call a legion of of angels. And there's more angels with me than demons with the devil. In other words, you know, so so that devil was trying to mess with me, but I messed with him. Sometimes you you, you need to start messing with the devil. See, what his whole goal is to get you in fear. Yeah, that's his whole goal. Yeah, he's going to he's launching an attack. Yeah, I'm going to launch my attack out. I got my team right here. I got my soldiers right here going out to do acts of kindness, getting people into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We're raising up an army in Exceed Life Church. You guys are warriors. We're raising up special troops. Amen. Glory to God. You're specialists. Amen. Say, I'm a specialist in the kingdom of God. Amen. And so we are specialists. We are, we are going to do, you know, to do good acts of kindness in people's lives. So uh, let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, there's an awesome scripture in Romans 2 and 4 that says this. And I'm kind of piggybacking off this. It says, uh, do you not hold his priceless kindness Forbearance and patience in low esteem, unaware that the kindness of God will lead us to repentance. So uh, Paul is saying here uh, what he was saying. I'm piggybacking. This is a scripture kind of pulled out of context. But what he's saying is don't forget, like I just said, don't forget where you came from. He's saying that don't forget that God's priceless kindness, his forbearance, over, forbearance means he overlooks our sins and weaknesses, and his patience uh, uh, don't don't forget and don't be unaware of God's kindness uh, that, that has led us to repentance. In other words, you can't really repent on your own. Amen. You got to have God waking you up to repent. You got to have God tapping on your shoulder and saying, "Hey, you're going the wrong way." What? You got to have God waking you up. Oh, I'm going the wrong way. Yeah, God has to wake you up. That's why we pray for people that God will wake them up. Amen. That God will, you know, maybe through a dream or through a vision or uh, through uh, a person or through a TV show or through a movie or whatever, God can wake you up. God can make your life. Listen, if you're a Christian in sin, he can make your life so miserable, 
so pathetic that you're going to want to run away from that. You don't want that sin in your life. He can make your life feel like you're disgusted with your life. I was talking to my uh, brother-in-law and I was asking him, I said, how did you get saved? I like to know people's stories. You know, what's your story? How did you get saved? Well, I was saved when I was a baby. I got baptized in the Catholic Church, and I'm good. No, no. Uh, uh, no, you've got to come to a point where you make a decision for yourself. It's not getting baptized as a baby in a church, and you're good, and you're solid, and you don't have to live for God anymore. No, you got, there's a choice you've got to make every day. And, he, and my brother-in-law said, well, you know, I was in my, in my uh, house, and, uh, and I was drinking my beers, and and, you know, just living for myself. And I was drinking a beer and, I was, and, 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 and uh, the, the thought came to me, is this it? Is this how you want your life to be? You know, and he was, he was like, you know, he was divorced. He was single. He was, he was in a trailer. And he said, I just can't live like this anymore. And then he, then he turned to God. We got to get to a point where we just can't live like that anymore. We got to get to a point, I just can't live like that anymore. <laughs> you know, I can't live that wretched life anymore. And so, and then when we, when we get to that point, we'll start living a righteous life. And it won't be hard. It'll be, it'll, it'll be enjoyable to pray. It'll be enjoyable to read the Bible. Come again, pastor? <laughs> it'll be enjoyable to come to church. What? You know, come to church. Yeah, it should be enjoyable. Why? Because you're learning more about God. And when you learn more about God, you're going to walk in more peace and more power and more love. And you're going to be able to stop the devil's head because he's after you. He's after us. So God demonstrated his love and uh, uh, to us. I like what it says in Luke 6, 27. And, 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 and who do we who do we be kind to? Well, I, I hate to tell it to you today. I mean, you would like to say, well, you be kind to people that are kind to you, Pastor. That's who you're... Be-. Well, Jesus said the Pharisees do that. And uh, they're kind to people that are kind to them. But that doesn't make any difference in God's kingdom. He said that's what the world does. The world loves each other. But really, the, the, the next level of kindness is loving those who don't love you. That's the next level of kindness. And so here in Luke 6, 27, and we're going to read down here. It says here, but I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, but I say to you uh, who here, love your enemies and, good, and do good to those who hate you. Now, you know, that's not easy. But that's going to help you. It may, it, it, and it's going to, the Bible says when you do good to somebody, and when they've been doing bad to you, the Bible says it's like uh, heaping hot coals on their head. Amen. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean they would be burning in hell? No, not necessarily. It means that they would be ashamed for being, you know, rude to you. Right. Are you hearing what? A lot of times when you, you know, have you ever heard this term, uh, kill them with kindness? Amen. Oh, just kill them with kindness. But see, but as Christians, we shouldn't say that, say it that way. What we should say is, heal them with kindness. Right? You know, 007, license to kill. Right? Anybody ever watch the 007 movies? Where we're we're, we're triple seven, license to heal. So how do we heal people with kindness? You know, I think about, you know, every time uh, uh, I'm at my mom's house and we have a gathering. And, you know, we have, you know, birthday parties and celebrations. And my mom loves doing all that stuff. And, uh, you know, and she would always make food for our neighbor. And she would always make a plate for a neighbor. And she will always get one of us to go over and bring the food over and bring a plate over to the neighbor. It never fails. She's always feeding our neighbor. Amen. And, 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 and my neighbor doesn't ever say, I don't want that food. They love the, my mom's cooking. You know, I, uh, my neighbor loves the cooking. And so she's constantly do, sewing something nice. Amen. And, 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 and we find that the neighbor is always doing something nice back. And it's, it's just, it's a love relationship. Amen. And, and so, it's, so it's, 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 you know, just like my mom, I, I remember that times um, when I would come over to my parents' house. This was when I was single many years ago. And sometimes my parents would be out shopping or something like that. And my mom would, they, maybe they were in a hurry. They had to get out of the house and their kitchen wasn't cleaned. 
And I, I, and I just felt led, well, I didn't have anything to do, so I would clean up their kitchen. So when, when they came back, I would surprise them. But I didn't realize this. Years later, my mom is watching my kid, right, babysitting a Christian on Wednesday nights when we have church. And, uh, and so every time that, that she comes over, the kitchen, you know, we eat. You know, my, my wife makes dinner, you know, and we don't have time to clean up. And my, and my mom is, we, we come home to a clean house. And I'm thinking, can, can mom just stay over six days a week? <laughs> I mean, she's always like clean. I'm like, well, and, you know, I mean, always, she's always like, I mean, the place is like, you know, you know, praise God. I walk in, I'm like, I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. <laughs> And I don't, don't know, <laughs> you know, you know, it's like, man, this place is like, wow, it feels like a hotel room, you know, and uh, does anybody know, how many people like hotels that you can make a mess, leave and come back, it's all clean. <laughs> is that like the best part of a hotel? Like, hey, it's all cleaned up. I didn't have to make my bed. I have somebody else making my bed for me. But you may be one of these neat freaks that make your bed when you get up. Amen. <laughs> one of these crazy people. Amen. <laughs> How many people make their beds as soon as they get up in, in this room? Man, we, yeah, man, we got, okay, well, glory to God. That means you're the well-adjusted ones, amen? <laughs> glory to God. Well, you, you're right in line with Jesus, because remember when Jesus, when he, when he in, in the uh, cave, you know, where, where, you know, he was raised from the dead, it said all his stuff was folded nice and neat. So, amen. Glory to God. Amen. So we'll continue. But it says here, but I say to you, see, if you make your bed, then you accomplish something for the day. But we'll continue. But I say to you, uh, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Well, let me get my point. I sowed goodwill early and then goodwill came back to me later. In other words, you start sowing goodwill, goodwill comes back. In other words, you can start walking in the favor of God and not even realize it. Because when you do something good, it could be something way back here, but God is rewarding you up here. And you're like, wow, how come I'm getting this blessing? Because you did this back here. And what you've done to the least of these, brethren, you've done unto me. So how do we show God's love? Well, I show God's love by locking myself in my closet and praying eight hours a day. No, that's, that's part of it. You can pray for people. But just locking yourself away and not being out there helping people, uh, you're defeating some purposes. Amen? Amen. Because we need to get out there. One of the things I hate about this scamdemic, uh, excuse me, pandemic, um, uh, one of these things I hate about it, 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 it was, it's designed to keep people away from each other, put people in fear of each other, keep people from talking to each other. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? Keeping distance. Oh, stay six feet away from everybody. Who came up with that rule? The devil. There's no science behind all this. He said, it's science, but there's no scientific evidence. You know, I, I study a lot about the scientific evidence of catching the corona. And the CDC says you have to be in front of somebody for at least 15 minutes talking to them before you could possibly catch it if they so-called if they have it. And then, then they are going to have to be coughing and sputtering on you and spitting on you. 15 minutes. So, so how does me walking by somebody in the store not talking, they're not talking, we're six feet away, where does the mask come in? Okay, we'll continue. I, You know what I'm saying? Now I'm not, you know, wear it. Okay, I'm fine. You know, whatever, you, you, know, you know, according to your faith, I'm not against it. But I'm saying that I'm not going to mandate it here. Glory to God. If you want to wear it, that's great. And so according to your faith, what you believe, that's what Jesus. And I don't condemn people from wearing it. I just don't want to be forced myself. Amen. Amen. And so we'll continue. But those who curse you. It says, Luke 6, 28, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Now, you know, when somebody does something and steals something or, uh, or something happens and something's missing, 
Um, if, if it's taken, sometimes you just need to just let it go. Amen. Yes, you believe God, you can pray, you can call it back. But, but if you feel somebody has taken something, some, in, instead of um, uh, trying to vindicate yourself with it, just, just sow it and believe for a hundredfold return. Amen. The Bible actually says this. When you let somebody borrow something, if you if somebody asks you for money, the Bible actually says, uh, don't even expect to receive it back. Why? Because there's a lot of broken relationships over money. A lot of broken relationships over stuff and money. You know, it's a it's a resource. It's not your source. God is your source. Money is a resource. God is your source. In other words, God will make up the difference. Say, God will make up the difference. So here uh, in Luke 6.30, give to everyone who asks of you and from, who, and from him who takes away from uh, your goods, do not ask them back. 6.30. And you may say, well, that, that, you know, that's, that's tough words. Yeah, but you can, when you walk in the love of God, your trust isn't in your money. Your trust isn't in yourself. Your trust is in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when your trust is in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, even if somebody rips you off, God still can bless you. Amen. Even if you give somebody to something and maybe it was God still can bless you because God's looking at your heart. If your heart is right. Amen. So, so this is really good. Uh, Luke 6, 31. Just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. This is actually called the golden rule. If you're going to walk in kindness, you're going to have to walk in the golden rule. And what is that golden rule? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So however you want treat people to treat you, you treat them. Amen. Amen. In other words, one of the great, see, I have to work on my mercy. I have to work on, I'm going to tell you off of my weakness. I got to work on my mercy because I like things done right. I like things done in a certain way. If it's, you know, if, especially at the restaurant, if I'm at the restaurant, I used to wait tables. And because I used to do that, I understand how to serve. I serve people. I love to serve. And so I know how a, a waiter or a waitress should serve. They should keep the glass filled, right? They should make sure that they're checking on you, right? You know, they should be because they're serving. They're working for the tip, right? They should be there. And the food should not get out, you know, you know, the, you know, the, the hors d'oeuvres shouldn't, shouldn't come after the entree, you know? Right? But when I, you know, and... When, I, when, I, when they get your order messed up or whatever, I got to learn to walk in love. Amen. And sometimes I get tested in these areas. Anybody, anybody ever get tested? But you guys walk in so much love, you never get tested in those areas. It's the people like me that get tested in there. Like, like I got to learn to just be merciful. And, 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 and you know, I, I was at uh, Chili's the other day. And, uh, and I, I messed up last time I was at the restaurant because the... Because we we were at the steakhouse and uh, and the and, and the waitress said uh, you order a steak I said yeah you know, you can pick out your own steak at the steakhouse right at um, Texas Roadhouse uh-huh. uh, and so and they put a little tag on it I don't know if you know that you pick out your T bone steak or whatever and so the waitress she's been there before she waited on us before she said what steak did you pick I said well it's on the little blue tag she had it in her hand I had to walk her all the way over there to show her the steak it was the only one with the blue on on it. But I did it in love. And then something else happened, and it's just like, oh, man. I mean, the first one is grace. Second one, you're toast. <laughs> right? The first time, I'm going to walk in a little love. But don't screw up the second time. Not while you're serving me, right? And so I kind of messed up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Am, am, am I being real this morning? Am I being real? I'm just being, I'm being real. I'm, I'm, I'm confessing my faults one to another. You're, you're, I'm a man, flesh and blood. All right, I, 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 I know you think I walk, I, I walk in Jesus' sandals. I understand that. You see me up here, you see the grace. Amen? But I still got to live it too. So, so, you know, and so, I, so, so trying to witness Christ for her, forget about it. She's going to burn. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? No way I'm going to get Christ in her life. Because I, I acted a little snooty the second time she messed up. That was it. That, that, that messed me up. I, uh, here's a card. Here's a card. Come to church. No, I don't want you. You're going to mess up at church, too. No. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So I didn't give her a card. You, 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 if you're being rude, don't give out any, any, any cards from Exceed Life Church. Just don't do it. All right? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Just don't do it. So, I, so I'm at another restaurant. And I'm so excited about this restaurant because I've been talking about Chili's. And for, for, for weeks, I want to go to Chili's. And anybody ever been to Chili's? And I want to go to Chili's because I want those fajitas, you know, it's on a hot plate and it's, it's sizzling. You know what I'm talking about? And I'm thinking, man, I want one of these fajitas, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, and they got, and I'm looking at that menu and I'm saying, oh, yeah, shrimp and steak. I'm going to get it all. And, you know, and I've been fasting all day and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I said to her, I said, oh, we want chocolate milk for the kids. And she's, I'm sorry, we're out of chocolate milk. Mercy. Okay, okay, cool. And so I said, I want the shrimp, the steak, and the chicken. She said, I'm sorry, we're totally out of shrimp. I said, what? You're out of chocolate milk? You're out of shrimp? Are you out of steak too? Do you serve any food here? Do you know what I'm saying? All these things are shooting off of my head. Like, you know, I'm thinking, I love shrimp. I don't know, maybe you don't like, I like that crunchy Shrimp, you know, you got to have it all together. You can't be missing an ingredient in your fajitas. I lost it. I said, I said, I lost. I, I got to admit, she's burned. She's going to burn too. Because no way I'm going to be able to witness Christ to her. I'm a, now a mean religious Christian. Those religious Christians, they think they got it all together. They're hypocritical. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Are you hear what I'm saying? Lost it again. I had to repent. I gave her a good tip. I, it, despite of all, I gave her a good tip. Or I gave her a decent tip. Amen? But she did not get one of these. She did not get one of these. Amen? I didn't even witness about Jesus. Amen? <laughs> are you saying, are you hear what I'm saying? Can somebody say life? life. It's not perfect down here. Amen. We're dealing with we're dealing with imperfect people. Yes. We're dealing we're dealing with people that just have a lot of issues. Yes. And so we need to understand that and, and sometimes we have issues. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You're like, well, I'm me, Pastor. I mean, my Lord Jesus, I don't do those kind of things because you never go out to eat. You know? <laughs> You don't have an opportunity to get angry. Amen. Amen. So we're continuing. Love, love your enemies. Be merciful. So being merciful is really good. Uh, we need to be kind to those. So we need to be kind to those that are, are mean. Okay. We also need to be kind to those that, that are less fortunate than us. We need to realize that some of us have greater grace in some areas than others and some of us have great grace in our finances and so if you're blessed in finances why not be a blessing to others that might have needs amen Amen. why not sow some finances into people's lives that may be less fortunate amen and then guess what happens god always blesses you back you can't outgive, and when you're giving people financial blessings and doing stuff and treating people out to eat or, or buying coffee for people or doing something, it always comes back. You, you, you never lose in sowing kindness. Right. And so here's a great story. It's in Genesis uh, 24, 10 through 25, and, 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 and this is about Abraham, and uh, he, he wants to get a wife for Isaac. And Isaac is single, and, and Isaac is like in his 40s. So, you know, dad's saying he, it's time for him to get married. You know, he's like almost over the hill, right? He's in his 40s. And, uh, and so, so he's saying, man, we need to get somebody that's, that's from the family. They, they married, you know, a lot of times rel, you know, in the relative's family, amen? And so, you know, you know, from their same tribes, let me put it that way. And, uh, and so uh, uh, Abraham sent his... his uh, uh, servant 
to go find a wife uh, for Isaac. And, uh, and so his servant prayed and asked for favor. And uh, the, the servant went, you know, to his relatives away, uh, far away. And the servant had, had ten camels. And so he came to, you know, the place where he needed to go to, to find a wife for Isaac. And the servant, you know, um, was an older gentleman. And uh, he was elderly in age. And, and we know that um, Rebecca saw him, saw the camels, and uh, she offered to water the camels. She offered, offered to do something nice. Um, so she, she just was a blessing to this older person. And then, you know, because, you know, he prayed, God revealed to me, you know, uh, who would be this person that could hook up with Isaac. And Rebecca was this really loving, giving person. And so she, she was out there and she did all this hard work and she did it just out of the goodness of her heart. And, and what happened? Well, that, that caused the servant of Abraham to be so impressed uh, that, uh, and she was beautiful too, so that, that she had something going for her as well. And, uh, and so he, you know, asked her to come back with him to marry Isaac. And so what happened? Uh, she got a wealthy husband out of it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. She, got, she got a wealthy husband. In other words, her love uh, of serving opened the grace door of the blessing of a relationship with a wealthy Isaac. Amen. And where she would be a blessing and she would be in the covenant. Amen. Amen. And so, so she did something that was Really super, super nice. And, and so this is this segues into God's grace and his blessings. Some of us are keep playing, praying, God, bless me today. Bless me today. And God's saying, well, will you bless somebody else today? Will you be a blessing today? Are you looking to be a blessing to somebody? Amen. And we ask for blessing, but we don't think about being a blessing. So I want to I want to encourage you to 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 pray for ways of opportunities to be a blessing to people. Amen. Uh, uh, Philippians 2, 1 and 4 says this way. Uh, Therefore, if there is any consolation of Christ, is there any comfort of love? Is there any fellowship of the Spirit? If there's any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Now, um, let me just say this way. I was talking to one of the members a couple weeks ago, and as I was talking about love, he got the revelation of love. And it was really good because I never heard it put this way. He said, Pastor, I see what love is. Love is showing honor to other people. I never thought about that. Love is honoring other people, sometimes honoring them above yourself. So when you're really walking in love, what you're doing is you're honoring somebody even at times above yourself. You're showing honor. Amen. In other words, you're you're putting people on a on a place of a place where you where they're esteemed highly. Amen. So you want to honor people. You want, why? Because, not because of, you know, honor all people, sinners and saints. Amen. Why? Because we're all made in the image of God. Amen. Amen. And when you honor all people, then, then showing honor is, is, is being nice. Being nice is, is doing kind things for people. Amen. And so we know this and that, that one another person that you should be nice to is people that you may possibly offend it. Amen. Not people that just offend you and, and amen. Uh, but people uh, and not people that just need help. You can bless them. And, and, and then, but you want to, you want to bless people that may be offended with you. Try to do something nice for somebody that you may have stepped on their toes. Amen. In other words, uh, men, if you got your wife angry, bring some flowers home. 
Yeah, it's called bribery. You know, you don't send me flowers. You don't write me love songs. <laughs> Amen. You don't even love it. Man, come on, start writing some love songs. Start bringing some flowers home. Just because. Just be, I used to go to 7-Eleven and get that one rose for a dollar when I was dating Yen. I go to 7-Eleven, I get that rose because I'm going behind that date. You know, I have that rose behind my back. And then they start selling those fake roses. I'm like, give me, give me that rose back so I have to pay that dollar each time. No, but anyway. Are you, are you, you know, do you remember those dollar roses at, at, at 7-Eleven? Any of you ladies ever get one? Okay, we'll continue. No, I get the dozen, Pastor. Come on, don't be. <laughs> yeah, that, just one rose. Just one rose, amen? And why? It can make a difference. So, so David, there's a story about David, Nabal, and a- Abigail. And these, these are the characters in the story here. And, and David is in a place of his life where he's not, he's not king. He's, he's running from Saul. Uh, he's, he's, he has about 400 guys with him that are disenfranchised. And these people are broke and busted. And, and so David's kind of like the king of the nerds. Amen. He got his people with him, right? And, um, but and, but Nabal is, a, is a, a very wealthy rancher. And, and, and so David and his men were protecting uh, Nabal's stuff from getting stolen because sometimes in that culture, people will come and try to steal stuff from other people, bandits and all that. So, so David and his men would, would always watch over Nabal's you know, farm, make sure everything was going well. Well, David just felt like maybe, maybe they could just receive, they, they were hungry, we received some stuff. So David sent his men to Nabal and, and asked Nabal if we, they could have maybe some supplies. And, and Nabal just, um, you know, uh, just gave him the riot act. Who is David, he says. Who is this guy David, you know, and, and, and just basically just dishonored David and, uh, and his men. And, and, and it, was, it was just a really negative attitude towards David. And so his men came back, and I'm not going to go in, I'm not going to read it, but his men came back and said, you know, he just basically said, You're, you know, to, to take off, uh, take a long walk on a short bridge, basically. And David said, well, get the swords, you know. <laughs> David, get the swords, man. Uh, 200 guys stay here, 400, that's it. Not one man will live today. Over on that far, we're going to take them all out. David was good. David's a warrior. See, I get it. I understand David, man. I think I would probably understand, man, because David just, we're going to kill everybody over there. That's the way. They were paying evil for good. And so Abigail, you know, you know, over here, Abigail is Nabal's beautiful wife. And she overheard the servant said, oh, man, we're, we're toast tonight. You know, David's going to come over, you know, you know, uh, and, and so uh, Abigail said, oh, my Lord. She told her servants, get all these cakes and get all this stuff. We got to meet this David before he comes, right? And so they get all these cakes and all this food and they bring it. And, 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 and Abigail comes to David, bows down and, and just asks for mercy. And he said, we got this food. I'm sorry for my husband. He's kind of a jerk, but, you know, uh, and, uh, and just, just take this. And David said, wow. And David said, wow, you know, I'm going to give him mercy. Right? Why? It was her act of kindness. Right? It, 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 a soft answer, but the Bible says, turns away wrath. So when somebody's coming against you, if you have a soft answer, they don't know what to do with that. Right? They just like, wow. If you don't even, sometimes it's just better not to say anything at all. Let them just do whatever they and just, is that it? And just walk away. Oh, you hear? Sometimes it's just better just to be quiet. Amen. It takes the power of God to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Sometimes, ladies, sometimes you want to say something. You know. Like, yeah. so, Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes it takes just the power of God just to be quiet. And so what happened? So, you know, God dealt with Nabal. And the Bible said, you know, she finally, she went to Nabal. Uh, Abigail went to Nabal and said, you know, you could have got killed. We could have got all killed today and, 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 and our lives were spared. And I went and begged for your life. 
And, you know, she didn't actually say it that way. I'm kind of narrating it my, myself. She probably was a little nicer. And, uh, but the Bible says within 10 days, uh, Nabal died. Wow. And guess what? Abigail, this beautiful lady, became David's wife. David ran with David. She, she ended up in the kingdom. Think about that. Amazing. What happened? Why? She had the foresight to, to, to be a person of kindness, to even to cover up somebody else's weakness. When somebody does something wrong, are you, and you know that they kind of stepped in it, you know what I'm saying? Are you there to try to rescue them? Can you, do you ever rescue people and you know that they just didn't really mean it that way? We should be like that. We should be protecting one another. Well, the pastor really didn't mean to say it that way. He's, you know, do you, you know what I'm saying? You know, oh, that, that sister didn't really mean to do it that way. You just need to know her personality. Are we, are, are we trying to use kindness to help other people? Are we, are we utilizing kindness to, to, to cover other people's faults? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And this, and this is really, I really believe this fruit of kindness, and I, I got to close here. This fruit of kindness is, is, is the key that will enact the blessing of God on our lives. I really believe when we start walking in kindness, not only does it bless the other person, but God will make sure that he blesses you. That he will cause blessings to come upon you because you reap what you sow. You sow blessings and you reap blessings. Amen. Amen. And so what, what, what kills uh, kindness in our life? What, what can, number one, uh, number one we're, we're not intent on be, being kind or doing something kind for the day. In other words, when you wake up in the morning and you're praying, all your prayers are what you want God to do for you. What you what, and when we do, the, we do this a lot of times, God, do this, do this for me. You, we need to include in our prayers, Lord, if there's something I can do for somebody, give me an opportunity to do it. In other words, pray for opportunities for, for, for you to be able to bless somebody. Ask God for that opportunity. And uh, that's number one. Uh, number two, we got to give, listen, we, we got we to give time to be able to help people. The problem with some of us is that we're running so hard on our list of things to do, we never factor in any time to be a blessing to anybody. So what it is, is that we get too busy. Busyness kills our opportunity to be a blessing. Let me just say it this way. When Jesus did most of his miracles, most of the time he got interrupted. He was going about his day. Blind Bartimaeus, you know, he's on an appointment. He's walking. And Blind Bartimaeus... Jesus, son of David, have mercy. And then some of his said, shut up, man. Jesus is on his way going to do something, you know. <laughs> and then, of course, blind brother, Jesus. Finally, Jesus, you know, he's on his way, man. He's got a schedule to take. But then Jesus stops. Right? Jesus stops for the man. He said, bring him over here. And, and, and then, of course, blind bar may coming. He says, what would you like? He was interrupted. Remember, Jesus was preaching, I believe it was in his house. The Bible doesn't, it's not that clear, but I believe Jesus had his own house. And he was preaching, and remember that when he was preaching, all of a sudden, his roof was being ripped off. Right? And, and you know, all this stuff started coming down, and they lowered this guy right in front of him while he was preaching. And Jesus said, get that guy out of here, I'm right in the middle of a good sermon, right? But Jesus didn't say that, Right? Get that guy out of here, man. He's ripping up my... Where's the lawyers in the house, you know? And uh, it's like, are you hearing what I'm saying? He dropped that thing. It was inconvenient. And remember Jesus said, son, your, your, your sins are forgiven? And then, of course, you know, some of the, his op- opponents, you know, said, hey, who's the, he can forgive sins. And he said, well, rise and walk. He healed the guy, right? And, 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 then, and then Jesus is, you know, this guy says, hey... Jesus, uh, my daughter is dying. I, I need you. That She's dying. I need you to go pray for her. And Jesus said, okay, let's pray. Uh, let's go and pray. And so he's walking to, her, to his house, uh, Jairus, I believe, and walking to, to his house. And all of a sudden, this lady with an issue of blood touches him and gets healed. That's right. 
And, you know, and, and, and he stops and has a conversation with her while he's in the process of trying to get somebody healed. He goes, Mom, man, get behind, you know, yeah, I'm too busy for this. No, no, he stopped and he said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. It, it, seems like it, it seems like every time that Jesus did a blessing, there was always an inconvenient time for it. So what I'm saying, I'm saying you got to factor in your day. I like what one person said. One person said, you know, uh, one, one minister said, when, when he goes to the, uh, when he's running late, he's never thinking about anybody but himself because he's trying to get to where he's going. Whenever we're running late, we're only thinking about ourselves because we got to get there, right? But when you have time and you have a lot of time, that gives you the ability. In other words, don't set such tight time frames on your schedule. Leave room to be a blessing. Amen. And uh, me, I, I, and I'm going to close here. I, I sometimes, I don't, and it, it can be a problem not, not, use, not utilizing, not having that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not locked into time frames. That's why this, this sermon could go another hour. So, uh, I'm not locked into time frames, right? So I kind of forget about time. I'm more interested in getting truth to people. And, some, and so I'm working out, and, and I, I try to get in and out of the, the gym pretty quick. But I always make time to try to talk to somebody in the gym. You know, I'm not going to be, you know, just, just doing it myself. And so I was the other day, I was at the gym. I got clothes here. And, um, and so I just said there was an older gentleman. And, and I just, I don't know why, I just talk to people. I'm just a talker. And I just said to him, I said, it doesn't get any easier, does it? It doesn't get any easier, does it? You know, just trying to connect with the guy. And the guy said, and, and I, I did say something before that, like, you know, but he didn't, he didn't say anything. And then, then, I, then I said something else. It doesn't get any easier, does it? And he said, yeah, he said, I'm doing what stage four cancer. And he started telling me all this stuff. And then that, that segued me. I, I stopped what I was doing right in the middle of my set. I said, this doesn't matter. He matters. It doesn't matter me getting my full workout in today. What matters is I get God to this guy. Maybe I can get a prayer to this guy. Maybe I can get this guy healed. You know, I mean, licensed to heal, right? So I just, I started talking to him and he just, got, you know, stage four cancer. It looks really bad. And I talked to him about Jesus. I asked him if he had Jesus. Sorry, he said, he, Pat Robertson, he got saved. Pat Robertson, I said, praise God. And I, and I said, and I said, well, let me pray for you because God is still a God of miracles. And I prayed for him and, 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 and uh, told him about Seed Life Church. He said, Seed Life Church? I said, no, no, Exceed Life Church. Seed Life? No, Exceed Life Church. And um, it's kind of a hard one. And, uh, and so he said, okay. And, and, and he said, man, I was feeling so down. And he said, I'm so glad I bumped into you today. Are you here what I say today? What, what am I doing? I, what we're doing is, you know, there's an old song, you know, a secular song, Sowing the Seeds of Love. Sowing the Seeds of Love, right? And uh, uh, that Tears for Fears, that's an old secular band. And uh, Tears for Fears. Uh, 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 sowing the Seeds of Love. Are we sowing seeds of love? Are we out there sowing seeds of love or are we tearing down our waiters or waitresses that aren't serving the food right? Okay, we can do are we, are we sowing seeds of love? And I'm telling you, when, when, as this church, if we just get locked and loaded every day, allowing our schedule to be able to help people sowing seeds of love, I'm telling you, it's not going to be long. This whole place is going to be packed out. Amen. And people are going to say, man, those, those, those people over at Sea Life Church, they exceed in hospitality. These people are, I know you guys love the coffee when you come in here. Lord of God. Somebody, I don't want to go. You love the coffee, right? You love all this service. Amen. Amen. Why? Because people like to be loved. People like love. People are, we're drawn to love. And so when we're love creatures, listen, you are a relational creature, uh, love it or not. We are designed for relationships. And so, listen, this whole life is about, like, when you go, when you die, the very last day, you're not going to be thinking about all your money in your bank and your Maserati and all that. You, it's going to be all the relationships you have built. And in this life, are you allowing and giving time for relationships? Are you, are you giving some of your time to other people, even though it's valuable and it's precious 
Time is valuable and precious, but give some of it to bless other people. Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that you're helping us to, to, to be aware of people around us and, and be aware that there are people that have needs and uh, greater needs than we do. And Father, I'm asking that you put a heart of compassion in each one of us to, to, to sow seeds of love wherever we go, to be, to be people of kindness and, and, and to do acts of kindness. And Father, I just thank you for every person here that's in this audience, those that are watching online. And, and it's really hard to walk in the love of God without God's love being in us. And the only way to, to have God's love in us and not for us to be so selfish and self-centered is to, is to put Jesus on the throne of our hearts. And if that's you today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. So I want to encourage you to put Jesus on the throne of your heart today by, by saying this simple prayer. Just say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you went to the cross and died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your love, mercy, and goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 